Maybe don't know. Maybe don't know. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 115 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you, as always, by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. I am back home in Lander uh, for a short four-week training cycle leading to a six-week trip to Waco Tanks, of which, ideally, the first couple of weeks will be in the spirit of continued training, um, assuming I have the willpower to see that through and not go directly into performance mode, which we all know is damn near impossible. Um, we'll see, I guess. Right now, I'm absolutely slammed with getting new holds up in the gym, getting training plans written, getting caught up on patron podcast episodes, as well as working on several new products that I think people are going to really like. So I'm not going to dilly-dally here in this intro. Uh, if there's one thing that I really, really love to see, it's local heroes and badasses doing things that give them the spotlight they deserve. And today's episode is with one of those people, Brittany Gorris. Uh, Brittany came to my attention after she redpointed City Park, a 13 CD finger crack in Index, Washington, with a really colorful history. And, and I love history. And this one involves Todd Skinner. Um, sabotage via axle grease, questionable ethics, and all sorts of extreme tactics. And since the whole truth is likely lost to history, I'm just going to let you guys go down that internet rabbit hole rather than trying to sort it all out myself. Um, I saw that Brittany was going to be in the red at the same time that I was, so I hit her up. We sat down for a quick chat at the Lee County Rec Center uh, on one of the many rainy days this season. And thanks to the rec center for letting us use their conference room, which also doubles as a hold storage room. And Todd, don't get rid of those grips without talking to me. And I'll trade you for new grips if you ever want to. Totally serious. Um, the rec center has a bowling alley for rest days and a moon board and other walls for rainy days. Climbing walls. That's right. Um, there's also a big training zone because the red will make you weak if you let it it's just a fact. And they're doing some really cool things with local kids as well. So stop in when you're around, climb in the gym on those rainy days, and um, let them know that you appreciate what they're doing. Let's get to this talk with out of the blue dark horse, Brittany Gorris. Maybe don't know. I do rely pretty heavily on the partners I've had. Many of my hardest roots, I don't know that I would have done them if it hadn't been for people that believed in me in ways that I might not have believed in myself. Squamish for a little while. Yeah, so I I was in Seattle for like the bulk of the year and I spent I spent like a month in the Arizona strip. Um I spent then I spent a couple weeks in Smith. Then I was climbing mostly in index for 
the summer and spring-ish. And then I sort of finished up my season there and went up to Squamish for a month. And then I went to Smith again and climbed there for another couple of weeks. And then I came here. Mm. And just got stupid pumped. Yeah, so pumped on everything. Yeah. You've had a few <laughs> decent days, though. Was that you walking down the hill the other day? And my uh, friend ended up driving you down the hill? Because I fell down? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> After we yeah. drove by, because I was right in front of him, I was oh, like, I nice. wonder if that was her. I think it might have been. Yep. But I think you had a hood on, so mm-hmm. I didn't really was, see you until yeah. we were driving right past. And then yeah. he told me that you, he was like creeping behind you and you fell down and then he's like, he felt bad. So he's like, okay. Yeah. Well, Apparently that's down. the way to get a ride up or down the hill at the mother load <laughs> is to just, to just eat shit. And then <laughs> while trying to get out of the way of a car, then they pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> Things that, I've learned. That's hilarious. So did you leave Index to head to Squamish because you sent like did you just wrap it up and be like i'm getting out of here or was that a planned trip well how did that go so i wanted to get out of i was kind of tired of climbing index i love index and it's i can't wait to go back next year but and i do have more goals there but i was always kind of hoping to finish working on like my big project city park before i my work ended so like I work all year, but I'm only forced to be in Seattle during the summer and the spring. Mm. And so it sort of coincided with the end of my work season, the busy season, when I could take off. And I I left Index to go climb in Squamish a lot of the big reason was because I felt like I never climbed well in Squamish. And I was starting to feel like I could climb pretty well in Index. And even though they're both granite, I wanted to diversify a bit and like sort of target some some of my weaknesses which i feel like on in trad climbing i still have more weaknesses than strengths and so it was uh it was sort of intentional to try and get outside my comfort zone and spend time in a place i hadn't been and i was like a little not burned out on index but ready to ready to switch it up yeah i mean if you're gonna leave with a bang that's a (laughs) that's a good way to do it let's talk about city park a little bit because Mm -hmm. when i saw the news it like came out of the blue. I yeah. was I was blown away. It's a route you never hear about, mm-hmm. you know, very, very rarely. Um, old Todd Skinner route. Do you know the like rumored history around oh, it with yes, the like well. Todd calling the little store to see it, what the kid had posted mm-hmm. on the bulletin board and all that? Yeah. 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 I just, I love all that history. It's incredible. And and then the grease, mm-hmm. you know, axle grease or whatever, and the yeah. finger locks and the blow torching and yeah. all of that. So such a cool historical route, and I'm really drawn to those things. Yeah. Not that I, not that I'm ever going to go climb City Park because that will <laughs> never happen, I guarantee. But I'm drawn to the the history and the yeah. idea of it. So when I saw that you had done it, placing all the gear, I was blown away. Like, okay, who is this? this woman and what else is she doing and I need to follow her you know Mm -hmm. and see what's up with this how did you choose city park well I would say so the first time I went to index was maybe three years ago and I was a baby trad climber and I sport climbed maybe like 12 plus but not anything like what I had done 
in more recent years. Um, and I climbed the route next to it, Godzilla. And um, I always just sort of am drawn to challenging myself. And I, my friends were like, yeah, sort of jokingly, like you could top rope this thing off the same anchor as city park. It's the hardest trad climb in Washington and or hardest climate index or whatever they said. And of course I was going to try it. <laughs> so <laughs> I threw a few cams on my harness and I top roped it and it was very wet and I ate it almost all of it. <laughs> I couldn't do, I couldn't even do half the moves. Uh, and some, somewhere in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm coming back for this. Like one day I'm going to be strong enough like yeah. this is I'm going to gun this thing down and I don't know if it'll be in 5 years or 10 years <laughs> or like I'll be all old and crusty and come and do it when I'm like 85 but some part of me always was had this route in the back of my mind even though the first time I tried it on top rope I had no idea what it would take and like no idea how to trad climb even barely I climbed right. 5 10 minus it just and, captured your yeah, imagination. Yeah, so it was always sort of like, in my mind, is like this this Washington legendary climb that nobody actually does, but everybody everybody like lowers down over it when they do the crag warm-up, and they look at it, and they maybe touch some, some of the holds, and they think, no way. And <laughs> that's like so appealing to me, to like this thing that like everybody it just has this like sinister reputation yeah and history and that like some like super masochistic part of me is like oh i want it on that i want i want to like see see if like this thing that's shut down like leagues of talented climbers like yeah i don't know maybe maybe i've got something that i can bring to the game that's so interesting to me because so many people like look at these really inspiring lines and especially if they have this rich history, it can become a bigger myth than it is. Yeah. And that, that forces people away a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, Oh, here's this amazing rock climb that I would love to do someday or anything. It doesn't even have to be rock climbing. Here's this amazing thing I would love to do someday, but it's got this mythology oh, yeah. that, I don't fit in that mythology, oh, so yeah. I'm never going to be able to do this. You know, it's really easy to talk yourself out of oh, yeah. those kind of things. Was that belief just always present in all the things that you have done? Well, it's interesting because there's sort of two sides to that. There was the side of me that loves to test myself and face challenges and chase down my dreams with everything I've got. <clears throat> and so there was that that was like, yes, I'm going to give everything I have for this climb and train really hard and then there was this other side of me that did look at it and think wow all these incredible climbers have tried this and not done it it's only seen before me there were two true red point ascents right and you know people like some of my biggest heroes have tried it and not done it and you know i would look at that and i'd be like what yeah right you know right and so right. i was very intimidated and um also, I, I had a, an interesting mental block sort of that was index became a very special place to me very quickly. And there are so many test pieces at the lower town wall where city park is located. And I had done maybe two of them and there's like every route is a test piece there right. pretty much. Cause everything is sandbagged and 
it takes quite a few tries to work out the beta. And so I had done almost none of the classics, um, almost nothing off the t-shirt. Uh, and I didn't have much experience in the community. And there's all these people that just index is the only place that a certain number of people in Washington climb because they have this obsession with it. And I very quickly developed the same obsession where it, I went from never climbing there to index being the only place I wanted to climb. And there's something, something about it that just is, you know, infatuating. And, and I felt like I hadn't put in my time and here I was trying the hardest route at this crag. <laughs> and I was like, who am I to just show up not do any of the test pieces and just be like, yeah, I'm going to work on that. The hardest thing here. <laughs> but that's and, what you did. Yeah. But I did have like a certain mental block where I was like, did I you don't go know. do some of those classics later after city park? Yeah. Yeah. My, my <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just get this one out of the way. Right. Yeah. And after I did it, I decided I wanted to do all of the climbs on the index t-shirt um, because nobody has ever done that. Oh, sick. it's just a random collection of climbs. Yeah. That some totally. dude put together. And, but, you know, it's like a, a local tribute sort of thing because it's a, such a special place. And, you know, all the climbers have the T-shirt. I didn't even have the T-shirt. The city <laughs> park's, like, on the T-shirt. And here I am just... <laughs> I don't even have a trad rack. I, I do now, but, like, I didn't at I the love time. It. And <laughs> I love it. This is the thing that I find so interesting about you. Like, you're, you're, you're really, like, smiling, glowing when you're talking about this mythology. <laughs> because you believe in this mythology, but then you're just like, oh, well, I'm just going to do the <laughs> hardest one first. Why not? Yeah. Something in there allows you to do that. And, you know, I was reading your 8A, actually, mm -hmm. and like 90% of the hardest routes you've done, you're like, I can't believe I did this. I had no <laughs> business on this. I don't even know why I got on it, but here I was at the chains. I have no idea how this happened. You know? And I'm like, wow, there's, there's some level of belief in there that maybe you're not even conscious of mm -hmm. that just seems to take over you. Like I can see it taking over. When you're talking about it, you're like getting excited about this belief that happened months ago, you know? <laughs> I'm curious where that comes from. Did it, was it happening before rock climbing? Was it like, do you apply it to your career? Did you apply it to youth sports? Where have you seen it before? That's interesting because I've been climbing my whole life. And so um, I feel like there wasn't really a before <clears throat> climbing. When I think of before climbing, I think of before I had the identity that I have now. Like, So were, were you a, a youth climber, like competitor, um, or did you start outside? I was a gym rat for most of my childhood climbing, but I wasn't, I wasn't an avid competitor. I would compete once or twice a year just at my gym's local comps, mm. and I would always win because I'd be the only person in my category because there were, like, <laughs> no kids at the gym climbing, and, uh, you know, I would, like, walk away with crash pads, and the adults would all be, like, grumbling over, like, who's this kid that just showed up and climbed, like... A couple like V4s or something. And that's what all the old <laughs> traddies are doing back. now. Like, yeah. who is this kid? Yeah. Just showed up and crushed the hardest rooted index. She, yeah. she doesn't even have the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Like, it's interesting talking about the, uh, how my comments are all like, oh, I, I didn't think it would ever go because um, I do a lot of times rely pretty heavily on 
um, the partners I've had and mm. many of my hardest roots were, I don't know that I would have done them if it hadn't been for people that believed in me in ways that I might not have believed in myself. And like mm. with city park or with other climbs, like um, one of the more uh, meaningful sends of my climbing career was a climb called fight club. And I know you're not supposed to talk about fight club, but I'm going to go <laughs> for it anyway. Uh, because On this it was, podcast, <laughs> those rules don't apply. It was really meaningful to me. And it was, um, I would say like with these sorts of things, I would go into them and I, would train really hard and I would want it so bad and it would be so important to me and meaningful to me and I would have the mindset of like I will do whatever it takes for as long as it takes in order to send this route like I care that much but then like at the same time like I don't know if it'll ever happen and that's where that sort of I can't believe it attitude comes from is that maybe I I was willing to commit and to give everything I had but i you know, didn't know if it would be enough. And that was like a big thing on city park was like, I don't know if I'll send it in a couple tries or if it will take me my entire life, you know, Hmm. but have have there been things that you put that commitment into and then didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And like there was a climb and it was kind of the one that led me to city park. Actually, I was working on this, this climb at little Psy called porn star and I was falling at the last move over and over and over again. And that's the kind of route it is. And Mm. it just, I was not really inspired by the route in the first place. It was just something hard. And I was sort of looking for inspiration and I wasn't finding it in that route, but I kept trying it anyway. And I, I had put so much time into it at a certain point that I just wanted to do it as just like, sure. To make or you it feel like you've been wasting had, time. Yeah. You know, I have and, that feeling all the damn time. Yeah. And I eventually, I fell off it, like yelled at the root, like, what does it take? Like, why don't I have what it takes? I don't know <laughs> what it takes. I've put so much into this and I don't have it. And I got on it again that day and I got even farther and I still fell and I just lowered down and was like, I'm done with this. Mm. And that was when I started climbing at index and that was when I started like trad climbing and very quickly looking for a trad project. And I always knew what my trad project would be. I just, right. I just, uh, so index was sort of an escape from, it was, yeah. From porn star. That, it was. That sort of rebuffed this, this hidden belief that mm-hmm. you have, you know, that you're just going to throw yourself at it and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, and it was it was it's one thing to throw yourself at a climb that you're not inspired by. Yeah, and it's totally it's another thing <clears throat> to have a climb that is actually a dream <clears throat> and something that you think about when you're falling asleep because yeah. you want it so bad and you want it more than just for more than just it being <clears throat> another project, you know. Yeah, and I you know what I can see that in your face, like, and maybe it's because you have had this experience on porn star already and you've had this experience on city park already, but talking about porn star, there's like no shift in your demeanor. You're just like, this thing happened. It's, it's very clinical, <laughs> but then as soon as you start talking about city park, it, you're like lighting up. Yeah. And maybe that's because you're less inspired by this climb, right. more inspired by this climb. You yeah. Know? And, and I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
is that where the belief that hidden belief comes from is it is it inspiration rather than belief really i think there is something to that where it's maybe the the climbs that really inspire me and there are some you know like fight club was the first one i trained all winter for it i would train for hours and hours and hours a day and and just because it was too wet to climb it during the winter in seattle Mm -hmm. and that was when i sort of first found the ability to have a long-term project that I was willing to commit myself 100% to. And, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't that I just picked a climb at random. It was that I tried to climb and something about it was so inspirational to me that I was like, it made me willing to, to commit myself like that. And, you know, if I, that was the thing with, with porn star, I just sort of, was climbing it and it wasn't a climb that really inspired me in that way. And so it wasn't something that I was like, yeah, I'll fall here as many times as it takes. It was like, I'm so fucking sick of falling here. I'm done with this bullshit, you know, not like, and it's like the kind of project where you have to take like the tiniest victories, you know, those are the, Mm -hmm. the projects that, that are like the ones that, that really take, take like that whatever it is that inspiration or belief from in my world or that's like what separates whether I'm willing to keep going and keep like suffering through the failures or if it's something that I just don't care enough and I'll walk away. Yeah. Well, it's a big time, energy, emotional investment mm-hmm. to get stuck into a project. Oh yeah. You know? And if you, if you feel like you might be wasting your time, it's really tough Yeah, to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'll ever go back just to finish it up? Um, or are you maybe. just like, Oh yeah. It? Yeah. I'm a really, really stubborn person mm-hmm. and any climb that I've ever been on that I didn't finish is just, just kind of eats at me. Gnawing at you. Like yeah. there was earlier this year, I, I tried rude boys and Smith and, I walked away from I it. remember your comment on yeah, today. Yeah. yeah. I walked away and it bothered me so much. Like I felt like I had let myself down and I hadn't given it all I had and I just it just bothered me so much and I came back to it this fall and I had a lot of trouble with it. It shut me down pretty hard mm-hmm. over and over and over again and I just didn't understand why I wasn't able to do it and I had to like think back about past projects and deal with a lot of like random mental issues about just like I don't know I felt like I I felt like an entitlement towards it like I should I should do it Mm. and it I had to like let go of some of that and I kind of had developed a hatred for the climb but I was just had this stubbornness in me that was like if you walk away again like you'll never forgive yourself you know it's worth it to keep like plugging away because when it when it goes down it'll all be worth it and and it was like i was so so proud to do it and you know like i'm sure that at some point i'll probably go back to porn star because it's the same thing it's like right. that stubborn part of me is just like you you walked away you yep. know you you <laughs> fell short you took the test and you failed and like that test is still there go take it again yeah. you know yeah but uh you know, not till I run out of uh, more inspiring climbs. <laughs> yeah, well, there's lots of them out there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You just said something really interesting that 
you almost felt entitled to it. Yeah. And I, I know exactly what you mean. Did, do you think having done City Park and you did Baby Fight, right? Yeah. Which is 14A. Yeah. Did doing those harder routes play into... I should be able to do rude boys. Absolutely, I should be. Did. I'm entitled to this. And, uh, I I climbed. I've climbed a number of <laughs> things of the same grade as rude boys, and things that are harder. And that it just was a total ego thing that I was like, this is a grade that I should be able to do yeah. in less tries than this. Yep. And I shouldn't be having this much trouble. And there was all these <laughs> like shoulds, shoulds in my head. And actually, the the. I wasn't even able to put it into that concise of words, the sense of entitlement thing. It was a friend that said that to me. Mm. And he was like, you got to let go of the sense of entitlement that you have for this route because, you know, like nobody's entitled to anything in climbing. Right. And that was like pretty eye-opening to me because I think of a lot of climbs that way. I'll walk up to the crag and I'll be like, this grade, that's oh, a warm-up. I on-site this. Yeah. I'll and do this. Yeah. Then if I don't or if I like fall on the warm-up or something... I, it bothers me way more than it, it should. Can, yeah, because it can screw up your whole day. My ego says that that's a that's a level that I should be above, mm-hmm. even though that shouldn't be a thing, you know. And that was a big learning process, and I'm definitely not done working on it either. I still feel certain ways. Like I, <laughs> it was I was really tired, and it was pretty cold uh, two days ago, and I was on like a 12a looking for an easy victory here at the mother load and i fell and i was really mad and then i went bolt to bolt and Mm -hmm. it was super hard because i was really (laughs) tired and you're like where's the sun (laughs) why is it so wet yeah i hate this rock climb (laughs) so accurate i came down and i was like (laughs) it's so mad because it just i you know in the back of my head was like this should be like a warm-up you know and (laughs) yeah it was it was a total just humbling ego thing that obviously still have still have <laughs> room for growth. <laughs> still still struggling with right this second. Um, <laughs> do you ever have those moments when you're on these big projects that ultimately end up with you clipping chains, glowing, smiling every time you mention it? Are were there those moments on Fight Club? or Baby Fight, or mm-hmm. City Park, or any of these other routes that you've done that now you talk about as if they were really inspiring mm-hmm. and it was all gold, were there those moments where you're like, I don't know if I even like this rock climb, I'm, I'm over it. On, on the, the proudest sends that I've done, the ones that really have a special place in my heart, there were there were not really a lot of moments where I was like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this or like, I don't know mm. if I like this route or like start, things where I was like, I'm starting to hate this, you know? Yeah. Those were all the, the, I would say all of the proudest things I've done and the ones that really stick with me and that I just would like could talk forever about. Uh, I never really had had that it was always sort of this is my dream yeah and i'm gonna chase down my dream with everything i've got like this particular route is my current dream or sending something like this and there were definitely like each each one of those has had its own you know mental challenges like with uh 
with baby fight i had never climbed 14a before i'd never even done 13d i skipped 13d and i didn't i was trying it because i didn't really have any other projects and i wanted to project something and it was a link up of two routes i'd already done and i didn't believe that that was a grade that was possible for me right i'd never let myself dream that big even though i i do dream pretty big but i'd never like really let myself believe that it was possible see i think i would climb many 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 514s before i would climb city park so (laughs) most people would say the same thing (laughs) yes they would uh yeah i climbed one i guess but uh there was a, a moment where it was like the weekend before i sent it where I finally like allowed myself to believe that I was capable of doing it. And I have like this very vivid memory and it was, I, I had, um, I, I just had the best go ever and I knew that I was going to do it soon. Mm-hmm. And like that night after I got back from the crag, I sat in my car and I like just cried my eyes out for like 20 or 30 minutes because I just, finally like had found the inspiration that I had been looking for on that route for Mm. so long. And I just like finally let myself want it and finally let myself believe that I could do it and just like let myself feel all the emotions that I'd kind of been denying because I was afraid that it was something that wasn't ever going to happen. And that was like a really powerful thing that I learned from that route. Like, cause I, it just, it seemed like, such a crazy dream to yeah. climb 514. Yeah. And when I finally accepted that I could and that I wanted to and let myself want to and let myself think about myself as a climber that was capable of doing that, it was like a pretty big change in how I even approached the route. And I had so much more confidence the next time I got on it and so much more drive when I was training because I was, I was no longer just sort of like half-assedly going for this goal that was something I wanted, but something I didn't really think was possible. And I think that like probably had a big factor in when I went for city park, because it was like, I needed to not be afraid of my dreams and not like be so intimidated that I didn't give everything I had because like it, a route like that does take everything you have, at least for me, I'm sure, I'm sure there are climbers out there that could do it with a little bit less training, but you know, man, I love, I love that entire answer. I wish I had like more room in the beginning of the podcast where I put the quotes over yeah. the music. Cause I would put all of that in there. Um, you, you, you sort of, you didn't say this, but you led me into thinking about it. And I'm going to ask what might be a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't talk a ton about grades on here because, I, while they matter and I right. think they're totally relevant, they're not the most important factor most of the time. And, right. And everything you're saying leads me to believe that they're not the most important factor to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I brought up baby fight, even though it was your first 514, and you're more, more interested in talking about Fight Club. Yeah. Um, and City Park because those roots really inspired you. Yeah how much does the grade play in to being inspired and, and wanting to put that much effort into a rock climb? Like, has this been happening since 512? Or do you even remember before 512? 
<laughs> I remember my first of every grade. Yeah. I remember my first 512. I remember my first 12A and my first 12C was two weeks later. And you were lo- you were uh, looking for that inspiration that, well, back when then I, as well? Yeah. When I first, when I first, well, my first 12A was an on-site. <laughs> but yeah. then I was, I was in 10 sleep. I was on my first road trip and I was looking, I was just kind of, I didn't really know how to project anything, but I was sort of my friend that I was traveling with and I were both like, we're going to find projects. And we didn't know anything about how you would like pick a project, but we sort of just were like, I need a a grade (laughs) that I think I could do and that I want to do. And so I sort of picked a grade and then I started looking for climbs of that grade and I ended up working on this thing that I did in a couple days and, and it, I don't know if, if it wasn't like a huge inspiration, but I still, I still like remember that climb and I remember the process and, and I think, uh, I think like a lot of other things I've done, the grade doesn't matter as much as like what the grade, the grade just represents like a level of challenge. Yeah. And totally. I like a good challenge. And <clears throat> so, and it, it also, I mean, it does play into the accomplishment that you get, like the sense of accomplishment you get from it too. If mm-hmm, it's something for that sure. is meaningful to you. And I think I care about grades as just like a matter of, you know, like measuring the level of challenge and measuring my own ability because you can use it to, to just like compare to how hard you used to climb. And, and right. for me, like, if I, if I could have one thing in climbing, it would be to continue to progress for as mm. long as I am rock climbing. Like I want to continue to like push myself and to grow and grades are a way of measuring growth. And yeah, abs- like, absolutely they are. So that's like what it's, what's important about them to me is not necessarily to log on to 8A and to see how I rank, right. but to log no, that's on to 8A fun. and <laughs> look at the little graph that shows what I climbed four years ago right. and what I climbed eight years ago. And to see... I don't look that, at that like, graph anymore because mine's going the opposite direction now. <laughs> <laughs> I know the day will come where that I've doesn't... I've blocked that graph <laughs> out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. And then like the, um, the, the other graph that shows the number of thing the number of routes you've done over yeah. time like yep. i like that one too i like that and, uh, one it still shows everything i did 10 years ago yeah because so. i do another goal of mine is uh to do a thousand routes of 512 or harder in my oh, life sick. and uh <laughs> so you know like i think i think it's fun to like measure yourself in those ways i do too i think that's important you know it's how we gauge progress right and you know another funny thing that grades can do though is totally sandbag you oh, in, yeah. into that feeling of entitlement. Yeah. And that was know? like a big part of um, what I learned when I started climbing at index because I had been chasing grades up till then. And like, that's part of working on porn star was like, it was a high grade and I yeah. wanted that. And at index, there's a joke <clears throat> that everything's 11 D and <laughs> it's true. You know, there'll be climbs there that are 11 D that somewhere else they would be 13 a I've right. had a project 11 D's there, right. you know, and, even sport climbs and there you know there's a famous 
12b there that jonathan segris called 13c (laughs) (laughs) it's just like the sandbagging is outrageous and it was a big a big like thing for me to when i started climbing there to to let go of the grades and right just get inspired and just yeah to climb to find yeah find inspiration in in climbing the routes for what they were instead of you know a number yeah do you have something that you're inspired by now um you don't have to say it if you don't want to but (laughs) i'm just curious if there's something out there there are climbs in index that i want to go back for Mm -hmm. um i don't have any particular climb that i'm actively projecting that is like a big a big thing there are there are routes that i think would be dream routes that i would like to go try at some point Mm -hmm. but i can't say that they would be uh, you know until i've actually tried them I don't know that they would be, you know, the next big thing because there have been things that I thought would be right. my next goal and I would get on it and then it just wasn't, it didn't like light that fire yep. in me. That's happened. And, uh, to, that happened to me this trip, actually. I, yeah. I came with the intention of Zookeeper because it just looks so cool. Yeah. And it it's totally an anti-style for yeah. me. But it's, there's kind of a lot of shenanigans surrounding it and it's in a mm-hmm. weird little damp cave and yeah. I just couldn't see putting the sort of effort I would need to put into it without being inspired. Right. You know, and I just wasn't. Yeah. And that was like a, a thing that <clears throat> I, when I was in Smith, I ended up working on Rude Boys the whole time almost, or like the first like week or two. And it was like I hate didn't. projecting. Yeah, I was hate projecting, <laughs> but I wanted to work on Scarface and I, I got on it after I did Rude Boys and kind of didn't really feel that inspiration Mm. and so i didn't work on it and there were some other things that i wanted to do as well but yeah it it didn't there hasn't i haven't found like the next thing that really really did it for me like that was a big challenge for me after so fight club was the first climb that i ever did that really really inspired me that way and after i sent it i like felt like i needed another big project yeah. And it took me a long time to find one. And it... Does it just strike you? Yeah, just... Or I don't know. Is it, it just, something you build up in your mind first? I don't know. It, that one was like... It was the first time anything like that had ever happened where I just cared that much about a climb. And I felt... I felt like I had like a relationship with the climb. And after I sent it, it felt like I had... I felt like I was going through a breakup. Like, because mm, I no yep. longer had this relationship that had been such a defining part of my life for the last couple months. And I f- just didn't know how to fill that space and nothing I tried projecting was working because it wasn't inspiring me in the same way. And that was, that was like at the beginning of last year. And so since then, I've learned how to not have that happen when I send a big project to not like feel this big void that I need to find another one right away. Um, yeah. Nowadays, once I do a big project or something, I more I let myself have a little bit more fun and yeah. not necessarily just like start You're free for a little while. Just like <laughs> rapidly seeking out the next thing immediately. Because, like like you should do yeah. if in a breakup. Yeah, it doesn't. Know? It doesn't. You don't like, jump to the next yeah. long term relationship. Right. It just happens when it needs to happen. I sort of like to let it be that way 
Yeah. Because I have not found success when I've tried to mm. actively seek it out. I think that's good beta. Yeah. And we're getting sort of... We're getting kicked out. Yeah, we're getting kicked out here. <laughs> um, we're at the Lee County Rec Center, and they're closing up. Um, but I appreciate you holding up here in the conference oh, yeah, room. yeah, it's my pleasure. Surrounded by all the cool old holds. <laughs> um, so they've got a wall here now that we were just bouldering in because it's gross and freezing cold outside. Yeah. And 34 degrees out today. I climbed three pitches. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe you went out. When you messaged me this morning, like, yeah, we're going out. I'm like... She's way more hardcore than I am because <laughs> I'm definitely not. But thank you a ton for sitting yeah, down with me. Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime. That, you know, I didn't really know what to expect out of this because we've never met. And, yeah. And frankly, I like doing interviews like that where I don't know the person well and we don't talk about it beforehand. We just jump in. Yeah. Because I really want to learn what makes people tick. Mm-hmm. And this one is especially fun and interesting for me so thank oh, you oh i'm glad glad to hear it yeah. yeah i didn't know if you were gonna have like a, a sheet of questions or anything. no way <laughs> i don't i don't think about that stuff before i start we yeah. just we just jump in so cool thanks Brittany. yeah my pleasure i really do love going into these conversations mostly blind you know not really knowing what motivates someone and this one definitely did not disappoint and you know big thanks to the lee county rec center for hosting and huge thanks to Brittany for taking the time to sit down. Uh, I'm really looking forward to digging more into her motivations and drive sometime down the road because I'm, I'm really impressed with the ability to move beyond the mythology that we often create around specific roots or grades. Um, especially when, like in her case, it seems at first a little bit indecisive, but then very succinct once she gets down to it. It's really fascinating. Uh, I've put links to Brittany on the internet in the show notes right there in your pocket supercomputer so you can follow what she's up to. And uh, if you aren't yet subscribed to this podcast, do it. I just discovered that if you say, hey Siri, subscribe to the Power Company podcast, Siri will do the work for you. And even if you're that lazy, you can still find us on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, and the Pinterests, at Power Company Climbing. And you can also, if you're that lazy, look for us on Twitter. You'll get really frustrated. You're not going to find us there because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles.